welcome to another episode of the Miles Offside Podcast, where we talk a little bit of football and a whole lot of nothing. My name is Oscar Puente, also known as Footy From Afar, and with me as always is my co-host, Chuck Bailey. He's here. There's beer. Let's do it. Get used to it. Get used to it. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I meant. And chuckling over there as usual, super producer Ian Stimson. I feel, feel like that's my main role, just chuckling along to your uh, pair of bullshit talking nonsense. <laughs> Certainly not talking, anyway. Well, super producing as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I like that you've coined that. I never asked you to call me super producer. I would like to make that clear. Yeah, yeah well, well, we're not paying you, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. We have to be nice to you so you keep doing all the work. Otherwise, yeah. we'll be lost. <laughs> Until I get that big money transfer to the Ramble. Yeah. Don't leave us, please. <laughs> never. Um, how are you guys doing this weekend? How do, as Ian would say? How do? How do? Why how do? How do? Is that like a Peterborough thing? I don't actually... Or is that just a you thing? <laughs> Annoyingly, uh, it probably is a northern thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's definitely a northern thing. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's something that, um... Didn't Matey Boy used to say it on uh, Bo Selector when he was Craig David or whatever he was going to say, how do? And I just sort of... <laughs> oh, yeah, I just always do it. Terrible. Yeah, it just reminds anyway. me of Jim Bowen. Anyway. None of those were words that meant anything to me except Craig David. I know that that's the yeah. R&B guy, right? He had that one song that was popular here about 15 years ago. Yeah. Only one Only one there. Yeah, that makes sense, to be fair. All right. Um, so if you are joining us for the first time, welcome. Happy to have you. If you have returned, you're one of the few brave souls. Thank yeah. you for coming back. If you have started episode 23, it's a bit weird. Go back to episode one. Ooh, yeah, no, download episode do that. two. That's the good one. That's the all-time greatest. <laughs> any uh, any twenty-three facts today, Ian? Twenty-three. I have, I mean? Yeah, yeah. I thought you might need a bit of uh, cheering up after Chelsea's goalless uh, goalless draw with Everton. So it was in the twenty-third minute of Germany's seven-one demolition of Brazil in World Cup twenty fourteen that Miroslav Klose became the competition's all-time highest goalscorer with sixteen goals. Woo! Ooh, ooh, ooh. I have that jersey. And with the right arm patches. <laughs> and everything. So you know it's good. <laughs> that exact one that he was wearing that day, yeah. I went out and bought it that night. There you go. Love a good jersey to commemorate a good night. Did, what, they made a 7-1 jersey? That would be great. That would just be the ultimate in bullshit. Just like the World <laughs> Cup stars and everything else. And then just yeah. in the bottom, just in German. 7-1. Yeah, I should have gotten 7-1 as the name on the back, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so as I was saying, welcome... We are going to run through some news, some fixtures, some listener questions, and wrap it up there because there's no fixtures to preview for next week. So yeah. let's just go ahead and get right into it with our rapid, rapid, rapid fire news. Top story this evening, X-Men City player Samir Nasri to have medical at West Ham United. Boys, do we think he's going to be an impact player for West Ham or... Is he going to be a whole lot of nothing? Uh, the latter. Sam and Nasri, like, I thought he just, like, finished. He's I was going to say, what, what's he been doing? Uh, 18-month ban. 18-month ban? What? Wait, do you guys actually not remember this? I don't remember. Oh, my God. You Did you see the whole, like, Twitter thing? Oh, I'm oh. so excited right now. Oh, I he was doping, remember that. And his ex-girlfriend hacked his Twitter account and posted pictures of him with the doctor because he was fucking the doctor that he was doping with. That's right. Yeah, because 
and she blew yeah. him up on his Twitter. And then he like he logged back in, kicked her off, and was like, "Sorry guys, that was all fake." And then she logged back in again and posted like screenshots of the doctor's Snapchat and all. It's like social oh, media. Oh, I didn't know it had gone that far. Yeah, yeah, eighteen wow. month ban from football. I did not know it had gone that far. Okay, that's amazing. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, if he's coming off the back of an 18-month ban, he's definitely going to end up at West Ham, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. In tow with the Dildo brothers. At least they won't have to worry about him being match fit. <laughs> well, and he's probably yeah. no issues in the fitness department. Probably not. <laughs> him and uh, the Russian team. Yeah. Him and the Russian doctor. team, Lance Armstrong and... Suspiciously up for it. Uh, Nasri most recently played for Turkish club Antalya Spor. But his... They're all the big names go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, literally, it's just that all the names are really big in Turkey. <laughs> <laughs> well, moving along. Next story. Daniel Sturridge, Liverpool striker, charged with breaching the betting rules. He's been charged by the Football Association with misconduct for alleged breaches of its betting rules. And he has until Tuesday to respond to the charge, which relates to a period from January 2018. Well, get him to Fleetwood with Joey Barton. Get him at the Bet365. Why Why can't these... Why have they not done that yet? Why have they not just done a betting syndicate team and just, like, formed off into some betting super league? Yeah, brought to you by Paddy Power. Surely, especially for that period you mentioned, he's not been playing that much. Surely he can have a little No, I mean, he's got to do something to keep himself entertained through all the injury spells. Yeah. Hard to blame him. It's not like he's going to have an impact on those games. Exactly. I mean, more impact as a better than as a sub. On the bench, just cashing out his acca. <laughs> <laughs> should uh, should betting be illegal for footballers? Obviously, betting on your own result or your own team should be, I think. Because then you can fix it and throw the matches and blah, 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 blah. But I don't feel like betting on other teams, is, there's anything particularly wrong with that. Where do you guys know, stand on that? It's a small world, isn't it? So they, you know, yeah. let's not pretend a lot of footballers don't know each other. It seems like it would be easy, very easy to sort of organize uh some way to throw something yeah i mean no one's talking yeah. about necessarily match fixing but you know like what was it matt letizia had that thing about he had a bet on there being the a throw in in the first minute of a game or something and he was just going to boot it out and then he loses the ball and he fucking scrambles to try and get the ball and then kick it out he said it he's, he's put it in either his autobiography or something so it's uh it's definitely something he did and i'm not going to get done for this but um yeah, he scrambles yeah. to get the ball back so as he can boot it out for a throw-in and win his bet. That's really funny. <laughs> I yeah. I don't know, I just think it's a bit weird. Like, especially in this country, there's a world of sport you can bet on. So, I mean, I know they ban, like... Are the bans for football players just football? Or are they not allowed to bet on anything? I think it's just football, isn't it? Yeah, it's probably just football. But in which case, just, like, bet on basketball because that's mental and you never know what's going to go on. Yeah, can do you guys can you bet on American sports over there? Literally, like, is that part of the thing? literally everything, anything and anything. You could there's table tennis, water polo, the outcome of reality TV shows. Yes, oh, reality TV shows, um, elections. Uh, you can bet on the lottery, um, yeah, esports. Well, hold on, hold on, rewind. Yeah, you're How do you bet on, on the lottery? lottery? Yeah. I don't understand. So you can bet. So you can bet on the the um, and the outcome of like how likely a number is to come up so you can bet on this number coming up or you can say that there'll be like three numbers which are over 30 that will come up or you can just bet on the bonus book like you can bet on anything mate 
Why wouldn't you just put that money on a lottery ticket at that point? That seems weird. I suppose it just depends on the odds, really, doesn't it? Because a lottery ticket is just a certain amount on a line, yeah. no matter what. And obviously it depends on how many of those you match up. My uh, my gambling nuances and developed brain is not as good as you guys because we just it's always been illegal here until like recently. And even yeah. then there's like, I don't even know where I would go to bet other than Las Vegas. So mm, I just, like, right. I understand the concept of odds, but like the strategies and stuff are just beyond me. It's a shame. We could use you, Oscar. Yeah. Surely that's like the untapped thing now for, for you, like stats based, putting this all to good use and playing some money bullshit and, and making bank. Yeah. If I ever move over there, I'll, uh, I'll fund our podcast expanding network with my gambling addiction. <laughs> Yeah, sounds fine. Yeah, I tried that. It didn't work out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's why you don't have that Lamborghini anymore? Yeah, that's why I don't have shoes anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. That's why my child can't eat. Moving along. (laughs) Speaking of people being warned and charged with things, Tottenham have been warned over their false advertising for their Champions League stadium. So good. Trading standards coming down like a boss. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the Advertising Standards Authority sent the club an official notice telling them to avoid making claims they cannot fulfill after the advertisement said the only place to watch UEFA Champions League in London. And it was not a picture of a pub. It was a picture of their unfinished (laughs) stadium. (laughs) Brilliant. I mean, why would they put that on their promotional stuff? It's just tempting fate. It ran in May and June. Like yeah, the thing was, if they even ago. even then, yeah, but even then, I remember before the season, it's like, well, they they've already said that the stadium's not going to be open. <laughs> but uh, time is running out, gentlemen, to secure premium seats at Spurs' new stadium to see the Champions League. So get on that. I don't while you care can. about seeing the Champions League. I want to know if you can just visit the fucking cheese room. Cheese room, cheese room's all we care about. Please. Why are you more excited about the microbrewery? That's what I would want to go to. But I can just about get on board with there being something that creates beer in a football stadium. It It's the weirdness of there being a cheese room. I, <laughs> I, I think I said to Sabs on Twitter, like, I just I just want to sit down and freeze my ass off at the football and eat a wheel of Stilton. No one's ever said that. No one's ever <laughs> no. said that. I do want to do it now I've said it. But I don't, yeah. you know, it's just sort of, it's, it's the weirdness of it. I, I need to see this cheese room. Yeah, I think so. Like, get hospitality seats and get, like, a Bates Camembert dropped off. Yeah. Man comes around with some crostini. Will I no longer <laughs> be allowed to bring my own wheels of cheese to the match? <laughs> it's a very good Because that's usually point. what I have in my left pocket. I wonder if they'll theme the cheese room depending on what opponent they're playing. So, like, blue cheese when they play against Chelsea? Yeah, or like, yeah. you know, they get a, like a French team come over in the Champions League and then they, you know... Crack the brie out. Crack out the brie. Yeah. Bit of Manchego when Barca come in. <laughs> I really want to see this cheese room. I hope you can buy a ticket separately. I hope you can just visit. <laughs> cheese only ticket. Yeah. What have you got? A cheese pass? <laughs> Is there football going on? Whatever. Don't give a shit. <laughs> just here for the Leerdammer, bruv. They start selling tickets to Breton and Hove Albion matches. That's what I was trying to get, a pun. Well done, Oscar. I know. I was like, I, I didn't listen to anything you guys said for the last 30 seconds. I was like, what team? What team? Well done. There it is. Okay, moving along. Uh, Real Madrid set to appoint Argentine Santiago Solari as their permanent manager. 
the 42-year-old has gotten off to the best start of any manager in the club's history, four wins in four games. But probably the reason they're giving him the dumpter position is that weird rule that they have where you can't have an interim coach staying in charge for longer than two weeks. I don't know if you guys know that about La Liga. No. What? Oh, no, because this is the guy... This is the guy who openly said he didn't want the job, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. But in their four games, they've scored 15 goals and conceded two. So that's not bad. That's an uptick in form. That's such a good rule, but that would never fly in the Premier League where you're not... um, What is it exactly? Real had to give Solari or someone else the job as Spanish rules prevent an interim coach for staying in charge for more than two weeks. Like, Chelsea would just be fucked. <laughs> Is there anything to stop you just giving people, like, short-term contracts, like two-month contracts or something? I guess not. There must be some workaround. Yeah. Just fire the interim and bring in another interim to the interim? Just every two weeks. Yeah. Are you interiming? <laughs> not so I much. feel like that's a gag from the office. The interim <laughs> to the interim. Assistant to the regional manager. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and the last bit of news today in sadder news, uh, comics legend Stan Lee has passed at the age of 95. We are obviously a football podcast, but I think pretty big fans, or at least medium level fans of the Marvel movies, a uh, pretty inspirational guy. For me as a nerd growing up, it was nice to have superheroes that were relatable, um, and he had a large part in creating that world. So I think I only bring this up to say that next week, since it's an international break, we'll probably do... Uh, as Ian suggested, a bit of Marvel talk. Yeah, I like that Ian suggested it and then followed it straight up with, I know nothing about Marvel. Well, <laughs> like, well to be honest, we don't really know might... much about football. So. Well, exactly, that was that was part of my thinking. But I, I've, like, because Finley's just turned eight and uh, we, we started watching the Marvel films, going through them in order, like, a few months ago. So I'm only up to Captain America Civil War, which Oscar informs me is a very good one. So yeah, all I'm saying is I, I'm not fully up to date, but uh, we've been really loving the films. It's right up Finley Street. So Well, you have a week to get through the rest of them. So. Oh, fuck. I'm not going to manage that. <laughs> <laughs> but don't worry. I won't, I won't worry about spoilers. I'm not too worried. Moving right along to last week's, this past weekend's fixtures. Gentlemen, can you believe it? Cardiff done two goals in a win. Fucking no. unbelievable. Cardiff two, Brighton one to kick off the weekend. Um, it would just be typical that the team that bugger up and make Cardiff go on the same points as Palace this year would have to be Brighton, wouldn't it? <laughs> have to be some sort of veiled sabotage. Oh, God. Sol Bamba didn't take his shirt off, though. That was good. I enjoyed that, <laughs> reading oh, those that's stories. Amazing. That's my favorite story of that match, for sure. Yeah. Did you take your shirt off? Uh, no. Nope. No. Okay, cool. <laughs> Great, I believe you. That's right, because like you, I, when you scored, you, I thought I saw you pretty much instantly take your shirt off. Nah, no, nah, it wasn't me, no, mate. Wasn't me, wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, Shaggy is that guy's agent. <laughs> saw me celebrating with my shirt off. Wasn't, wasn't me. me. <laughs> <laughs> like this ref clearly doesn't have kids, right? Because like, obviously he's lying to you. Yeah, <laughs> come on. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right because I mean, any any dad would surely go, oh, "Fuck off, mate!" Yellow card. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, Chuck, you mentioned Palace being level on points with Cardiff now, and in fact, 
the expected points, given the most recent results for Cardiff and the most recent results for Palace, have them within a point of each other in the expectation yeah. as well. So it's not even that fluky at this point. It's not looking good for them. And to throw out the numbers for this particular match, Cardiff 1.6, Brighton 1.0. So scoring two goals on 1.6 is spot on for Cardiff. Like, that was a legitimate result. No, it's not spot on for Cardiff. It's Cardiff, man. It's what I'm saying is they, ca- it's not a fluke result. Yes, it is. They're so bad. <laughs> <laughs> they're so bad and uh it's just no did they have a lovely time i guess well lovelier than usual it was an absolute gift though because obviously they scored and then brighton had um um who was sent off uh stevens, stevens. that's right yeah had stevens sent off and for from that point on i mean in the second half cardiff really labored really labored the point i mean they sh- Really, if Brighton are with ten men, you you've got the momentum because you've just scored. It should be a done deal, and it took it until what was it, the eighty somethingth minute yeah, before it was they really finally. Nice yeah, it, I mean they had been knocking on the door a lot, but it shouldn't be that hard to put away bright a ten, ten man Brighton team. You you would labour it because they haven't had you know there's there's nothing else to go on, so that you know getting three points out of that game becomes absolutely vital. It's then not about. Then it is not about having a lovely time. You know what I mean? It's it's not about, you know, just being there and enjoying it. It's being like, you know, this is Premier League survival and status yeah. requires these results. So that brings us to Southampton 1, Watford 1, uh, 1.1 to 1.1 on the XG, so exactly level. Um, did you guys catch this result? And also Park Life! <laughs> <laughs> Charlie Austin's angry because he's got no ligaments in his right dick. <laughs> Park life. <laughs> it's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. I love his voice. It's a joke, mate. It's a joke. You see that? He does that. Foster's going to be on there and he's going to be off the pitch, isn't he? It's a joke. Remember, he's got those <laughs> two points there, isn't it? Oh. Southampton are real bad. And Watford actually started off the season really well and now have really fallen off that. Yeah. Um, to, <laughs> it doesn't you know. matter. I just, uh, just Southampton are really bad. Oh, it's Mark Hughes. There's there's Southampton opinion right there. Southampton, nah, nah, nah. They're they're worse than a cold wet to the wet wipe to the booty. Absolutely, <laughs> that is facts. All right, moving along then. Newcastle two, Bournemouth one, two point five on the XG for Newcastle. That's their best performance at home all year. Say what? Uh, are they starting to turn it around, or are they still just trash? Uh, two wins and a draw. They finally got a good run of fixtures. Yeah. They might pull themselves out of it now. It, well, I mean, let's see if Rondon keeps his shooting boots on. But... Yeah, which he yeah. never does. No, he never the does. The underlying numbers are still terrible as a whole, but as you said, they've they've started being better recently. And they're up out of the relegation zone, so that looks good for them. Yeah, absolutely. All of a sudden, they go up to 14th. Um, okay, it just, the bottom half of the table is so shit, isn't it? Yeah. Well, and Bournemouth, like Watford, started off well and now have fallen off significantly. I feel like... We're hitting that stage in the year, which is exactly natural because this is about when it starts, that the table starts shaking down and the teams that were randomly overperforming and randomly in the top five and or randomly had really good numbers, even underlying numbers that weren't, you know, fake to start off, but inevitably are going to regress to their own mean in terms of like, they're not actually a top four team. It's starting to shake out and we're seeing that with Watford and Bournemouth. Are you just trying to say that finally you might actually not be last in the predictor league? Is that what oh, you're trying to say? We'll see. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. I don't. I'm assuming I still am, but we'll get to that <laughs> later. <laughs> um, there were a couple other matches in the Saturday 
fixture, but nothing of particular interest other than potentially Chuck, Crystal Palace zero, Tottenham one. How you feeling? How you feeling on Palace, man? Down level on eight points with 18th. What I think is weird is that you get these distorted views as the season goes on. So at the very beginning of the season, Palace, like, you get the fixtures, you see this horrible run of games where it's Arsenal, Chelsea, Tottenham, Man United. You just think, well, we're not going to get anything out of that situation. So let's not worry. Let's keep safe. Make sure we don't injure any players, etc., etc. And then in the middle of it, you just have all these people having monster meltdowns saying, oh, this is disgusting, we should be doing this, we should be doing that. Like, no, no, these aren't the games that are bread and butter. The problem is that we had such a poor start when we did have the easy games um, and not playing that much of the big six. But I think if we can get through this period, we've not got too bad of a run up until the new year. And <sighs> no, nah, you know what? I just, nah, fuck it. <laughs> I think the bigger concern for you guys continues to be the situation up front. Like, Zaha was out, and so you there never no really situation. had a chance with Zaha. Yeah, it was his birthday. It was his birthday. Like, Jesus Christ, Was man. he just sung over then, or is he actually, like... He's just out for his birthday. That was, <laughs> that was it. That's funny. Mate. I, you guys you guys more than most other teams need a January signing. You need an actual striker. Like, yeah, it doesn't have to be a world beater, but there's some good strikers out there that would be willing to go out on loan. Example. Because the number one linked one was Danny Welbeck, and then he deliberately shattered his ankle. <laughs> deliberately. Did you see that picture? Rough. Yeah. Oh, my God. Jesus. Yeah. People people on Twitter were talking about it being potentially a career-ending injury. The it ankle was, was the wrong brutal. way. Like, his yeah. foot was... It's not going to be easy to recover from that. No, no. That's, that's never fun. One, uh, one fun thing I did hear, though, was Tottenham's... They have the best away record in the league. Even better than Man City um, over the last, like, I think nine months or something like that. So I think the the Wembley thing really is actually, like, an actual story as much as we joke about the the beer and the cheese and the advertisements and stuff. Like, they need to sort that shit out because it's genuinely affecting them. Yeah, but they are just legit this year's Man United. Because yeah. they just pour in uninspired performance. Oh, 1-0 against Palace. Palace that can't defend and can't score. Keep grinding them out, though. Yeah, but that's what I mean. That's that's why. It's just going to be low-key. Tottenham will, Tottenham will end up finishing now, like second or third this season, because that will just happen, because they'll just low-key grind out wins, be thoroughly boring and unentertaining. I mean, I don't think they'll end up second or third. I think there's plenty of teams that are better than them that will finish better than them. But they're, they're putting up, like, solid attacking numbers. Kane is still an issue, um, and they were... I think, frankly, lucky to have played a Palace team with no sort of attacking options when they did. But to take it over to Super Sunday, Shit, Sunday. Liverpool 17, <laughs> Fulham 0. Oh, no, that's not right. No. Liverpool 2, Fulham 0. What the fuck? Pathetic. Frauds. Clop out. <laughs> Clop out. <laughs> Anything to say there? They're fun. They're good at attacking. Oh, the offside goal. Mitro goal uh, disallowed for offside. He was maybe, maybe... A half of a toenail offside, if at all. And then in the immediate build-up, um, Liverpool foul someone, pass it to Salah, and he scores. So, like, all kinds of shenanigans going on there. And that completely changed the game. But at the end of the day, Liverpool are better than Fulham. Fulham are not good. Liverpool 2.0 XG and scored two, so... Yeah, and it's good that good that Yukanovic came out and said none of the problems are his fault. 
Um, that was nice. And just said it's all his players' fault. Because that's always good when you're yeah. 20th, uh, I find. Show you... some strong leadership there. Yeah, yeah, fuck him. Fulham in last place, but only three points outside of the away from safety. <laughs> it's because the bottom six and seven but, are so They all bad. have no points, so, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, the bottom seven are in single digits through a quarter of the season. Uh, that takes us to Chelsea Everton. We can skip. We don't need to talk about that. Yeah, uh, the Manchester Derby. <laughs> no? All right, yeah, fine. I'll go back. No, come on. Chelsea 0, Everton 0. 1.2 on the XG for Chelsea. 0.2 to Everton. So basically nothing from Everton. Chelsea couldn't finish. They just couldn't finish. Like, Alonso had the best chances. You know what? I will say this. They couldn't finish it some is... ankle-breaking tackles that were flying in. <laughs> Yeah, there's. Uh, I caught some shit from some people on Twitter talking about, oh, is he going to talk about the red uh, cards? We'll get there. We'll no, get I'm there. not. Okay. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> um, no, I'll say this. When Chelsea's best chances are falling to a left back and Alvaro Morata, that's not exactly a recipe for success. You know, as good as Marcus Alonso is, like, of course they didn't finish. We talk about elite talent, elite finishing talent, helping you overperform your numbers and then Chelsea doing what they're doing. Uh, and underperforming their numbers on the day, and more recently underperforming their numbers a bunch. Uh, at a certain point, undefeated doesn't really bring me that much happiness because I want them to be winning, yeah. and I want them to be scoring goals again. They were super fun for a while, and then most recently, a little bit off. They didn't do good in the Europa League either. They managed to sneak out a 1-0 with Giroud scoring, but frustrating, really frustrating day. Yeah. Really frustrating match. How often was Morata caught offside, though? That must have been oh. so irritating. Well, there's a reason. Our very first ever episode, if you go back and listen to the intro to it, I said, like a Spanish striker with space to run into, we are miles <laughs> offside. Wow, that's good memory. <laughs> cool back. Yeah. Yep. I practiced that in the shower for days leading up to our first ever recording. I was, I was so nervous. Now I'm like, eh, whatever. Fucking <laughs> welcome. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, it's good to know. I think this, to me, this shows that, like, I've always said that Arsenal's invincible season is not as impressive as other Premier League titles that were, like, in the list of the greatest ever seasons, even though they had a loss in there or whatever, whatever. I don't see nearly as much value in being undefeated as in just winning. And, like, you can have one loss and a bunch of good wins, and, like, that's obviously better to me. But people seem to put all this, like, artificial inflated value in being undefeated, undefeated, undefeated. Like, if you're just drawing all the fucking time, who cares? Yeah, if you draw every every game, you're going down. Manchester City 3, Manchester United 1. Fully, fully deserving of that result. Manchester City, man, they're so fucking good. Best defense, best attack, like, by the numbers and the underlying numbers. And they just And just by United. if you have eyesight. Yeah, everything. <laughs> Mourinho said stats are for people who don't know anything about football, so I'm sure he hates our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> or at least my one-third of it. Um, but someone should point out to him that they have a negative goal difference. And they only had five... I heard this on another podcast, the Football Weekly or Totally Football Show or one of them. But they had five successful passes in the first 20 minutes of the match. <laughs> five. Jesus. Fernandinho had six in the build-up to that goal. <laughs> the, the amazing goal. Yeah. Wow. So, How many of those five passes were just De Gea just... Hoofing up to Fellaini. <laughs> <laughs> Route one. Yeah, that was like that was just 
a demolishing. Uh, and then a bit of a damp squib for the last match of the weekend. Arsenal won, Wolves won. Arsenal 0.97 on the XG, so scoring one is right there. Wolves 2.0 on the XG, so slightly um, miffed to have lost that one, or to have drawn that one. Fun stat for Arsenal, just because I've been catching good fun stats on the internet. Fun stats. They are one of two teams, along with Fulham, to not have led at halftime in any match this year. Hmm. Ah. They've never been leading at halftime, and I feel like that's probably an issue. (laughs) Yeah. No, and Arsenal's underlying numbers are not good at all. Really? It would if it was just the underlying numbers, it would have them at eleventh in the table. Oh yeah, I suppose it's because because every goal that Lacazette scores is like some worldy strike. Right? (laughs) Yeah, we talked about their overperforming strikers. Bolt of lightning. Uh, Their elite strikers, rather, or helping overperform the numbers. They are like starting to fall away a bit. From Tottenham and the rest of the other top teams. Arsenal traditionally push on later in the season, though, don't they? That big fourth place FA Cup final win. Well, that's under Wenger. We don't know what they're going to do under Emery. Well, yeah, that's true. That's true. They also haven't been that many injuries for them, so Wenger is truly gone now, I guess, the end (laughs) of an era. But yeah, Uh, well, that wraps up the fixtures, so I guess we can check in on the Predictor League. Chuck? Predictor League! (laughs) <laughs> I've done some numbers, guys. Oscar, you're still shit, mate. Um, How bad is it? Finley's now got a 12-point gap on you. Yeah, so much for your talks about aggression. Finners, Fin, 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 Fin. <laughs> um, top of the table, John OG, Adam P, Pad Full. How close is it, though? Yeah. Uh, at the top, Pad Full's on 34, Adam P's on 40, John OG is 48. Oh, they're nice and spread out then. Yeah, Oscar, wee eighty four, eighty four. So you're not, oh, you're not, up, you're not close to triple digits. So. I want to get up to a hundred. Can I? Can I? What can I do to make it worse? Chelsea can go on like a twenty eight game beaten run. Cardiff win the league. Yeah, you got no hope, mate. I don't think you can make a hundred. I know you. You still really need. You need a big surge from Fulham. Let's put it that way. You had Fulham in 11th, bro. Oh. 11th? Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> you, had, you had Wolves at 20th. Uh, oh, so wow. switch them. Just switch them. You know what it was? I just I typed the wrong thing. I meant to. That's what it was. You did set it up quite well this season by going, I don't know who any of the promoted teams are. I don't know where they are. What is a Wolf? I have no idea. <laughs> but there it is. And then... Um, should we, should we talk about our game? Let me guess. Ian's <laughs> destroying oh, us. Oh, oh, I've cut the deficit to two points, Oscar. Oh, Ian's 37 <clears throat> points ahead of you, though. <laughs> 37. <laughs> oh, God. How am I not further ahead of you? Palace are so bad. Who's the other team I have? You have Fulham. Your 11th place oh, powerhouse. I, I doubled down you, on oh, Fulham, you picked huh? Fulham in the draft as well. Okay, oh, now. Uh, and you're the one who's meant to know about football. I'm no. I can analyze it after it happens. Mm. <laughs> yeah, the maybe you shouldn't do any betting. Actually, Oscar. Yeah, probably <laughs> <Maybe> not. <laughs> probably for the best. But there we go. That's the predictor league. I love your little offhand songs, Chuck. Well, you know, I like it. it means I don't have to produce and actually make any jingles. Right. I'll do some listener questions then. Um, Q and A. Another little song. Stop doing the Sports Center song. (laughs) 
so Dave Mateo's back with us. Thank God. Dayo. Oh. Welcome back. Pizza Dayo. Dayo, come and he ask question. Lovely. Uh, he says, uh, what Bundesliga team should I support? It's a real fun league to watch, but I need a team. Oscar, as the resident German expert slash convert slash German baby grow owner, what 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 are your thoughts on this? What is the the German team? Uh, well, it depends on how much of a hipster he wants to be. If he wants someone that has a real shot at winning the title, but doesn't just want to pick Bayern because obviously, then Dortmund is the way to go. They're very fun. They're very fast, uh, and they have probably the most talented American player ever. Not that he cares about that, but I do. In Christian Pulisic, so Dortmund are kind of the like easy, obvious answer, other than Bayern Munich, because everybody knows Bayern Munich. But if he wants to be more of a hipster pick and just pick someone that like is fun but isn't necessarily going to be competing for trophies, um, Borussia Mönchengladbach is a good team with some good young players. Notably, they are they have the younger Hazard brother, Torgen Hazard. Oh yeah, who is very similar to his big brother Eden. Uh, he's Great with the ball at his feet, good dribbler, fast, burst of speed to break past players, and a decent pass on him. And then on the other wing, he doesn't play every game, but he plays pretty regularly, is a very, very fast, dribbly type guy named Treore. No relation, <laughs> but, you know, for someone who watches the Premier League, that might seem pretty familiar and safe. Uh, so I would say Dortmund is the obvious answer, but if you want to go a bit more hipster with it, Borussia Mönchengladbach, featuring Torgen Hazard. There you go. The the team with the long name. Yeah, Borussia Dortmund have got a lot of exciting young players. Obviously, you mentioned Pulisic, but they've also got Jadon Sancho, who is absolutely lighting up the Bundesliga at the minute. Oh, yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of uh, Even I know English that name. players going over. Yeah, uh, Reese Nelson is over there um, from Arsenal. Can't remember what team he's at now. Um, but yeah, Dortmund, I've always liked Dortmund um, from when like Klopp was there. Um, obviously, they got to the Champions League final, won um, won the Bundesliga. Um, they've got a great kind of relationship between uh, the fans and the club. Uh, they've got some of the most dedicated um, fans and and vocal uh, in the form of the wall, um, and just really, really great to watch. Um, there's no coincidence really that they are flying at the top of the Bundesliga at the minute. Slightly differently, like Hoffenheim have been doing really good um, recently, especially because I always find it amazing when there's super young coaches at teams so julian nagelsman who's been at hoffenheim i think this is his third season there like he's Mm -hmm. only just turned 31 and so as a coach in like a top league i i doubt there's anywhere that there's actually a younger manager across any of the the big five leagues i just think it's quite unusual uh to see someone who's doing really good although he is moving to i want to say leipzig after this season in a bit of a weird one where they've already announced who their manager is going to be next season, but they haven't done the Lepetegui and just fired <laughs> um, him before he comes in. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there's a lot going on in the Bundesliga at the minute. Um, but yeah, Dortmund for me is Bayern Munich's boring. Well, I would also say one thing to take into consideration is what you can actually watch matches of. Cause you don't want to be a team that you can never watch. Um, so like for me, I was actually a Bayern Munich fan before I was a Chelsea fan. That was the first club team I ever supported and watched because the Bundesliga was on TV here like years and years before the Premier League was. Okay. Um, And I obviously growing up a Germany fan, all the players that I recognized were from Bayern Munich. 
So, like, especially notably, Bayern Munich are kind of the reason I'm a Chelsea fan because Balak left there and I was already following them and following him and he came to Chelsea and I was like, oh, he's the captain of, like, the German team and the my favorite club team, the only club team I actually know and watch at all. Um, so just as a person who has experienced watching foreign leagues from far away that aren't necessarily on TV all the time, don't pick a random team that you're not going to be able to watch ever because then you're just going to lose interest in the league. Mm. Whereas like Munich and Dortmund are going to be on TV because they're the two big teams. So that does play a factor. I think a lot of people in England are like, oh, foreign fans only like the best teams, bunch of front runners, bunch of blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah, first of all, why would you pick a team that sucks? But also, like, it's just a matter of access. It's the ones that we can watch yeah. because they're the bigger teams. So, like, you're just naturally going to gravitate towards teams that you can actually watch regularly. So. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Dave, you've got a few choices there. So, um, Queen Banger comes in. Uh, what do you guys think of Aguero's hairstyle? I Love think it. He, he carries it off, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. He's a handsome guy. Yeah. yeah he's a good-looking man. He's a good-looking man. Mm. And he pulls it off. It gives him a sort of ethereal quality yeah i was gonna say he looks very otherworldly like he could be a an elf or a a something from a fantasy book or movie or a comic book you know we were talking about uh stan lee earlier in marvel he could very much be like a mutant he could be actually in this world i mean he's too good he's too (laughs) good at the soccer a real life mutant yeah (laughs) yeah real life real life mutant yeah big thumbs up on the hair yeah she also says, who has the best hair in the Premier League? I mean, It's not David Luiz. Don't say David Luiz. We knew he was going to say I was about to say it. Never. Yeah, exactly. Preemptive. No. It's not David uh, Ian, Luiz. Ian, what, what do you think of David Luiz's hair? Uh, it's fucking ridiculous. No, I'm not having it. I've, you know where I fall on hair. <laughs> Mark Noble. Uh, Giroud. Uh, you know, ah, but it's rude. Uh, Come on, Giroud look at the man. Handsome he, man. He is a handsome devil. I mean, yeah, yeah. Th- those are my sorts of haircuts you could set your watch to. I'm not interested in. Yeah, Stephen fucking... Gerrard. Stephen Gerrard. I like that he had. They they put like 19 <laughs> years of panini stickers together. 19 <laughs> years of panini stickers together. Same haircut, every single one. <laughs> you yeah. want you want a haircut you can set your watch by Stephen bloody Gerrard. Yeah. Who, incidentally, his Rangers team won 7-1 this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Jesus Christ. Monster. Did he try to put on a shirt and come on the pitch when they were up 3-1? Yeah, he did, but he slipped. Yeah, I'd like to hope so. I want to see him and Fat Frank just get involved. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> How very what? dare you. You know, I met him, and he has, like, no body fat on him, and I was like, God damn it. Even the player that everyone calls Fat Frank is like in much better shape than anyone I have ever met will be. Yeah, ever. but he'll still always be called Fat Frank. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Giroud's handsome, but I don't think of him as particularly for his hair. You guys said Giroud. I'm like, his hair's nice, but I don't know. I like some out there hair. If you want to talk about hair, I want to see something crazy. Right? Yeah. Like best hair is not just going to be like a generic haircut. I guess that does that does kind of speak to the whole like English versus American thing. Yeah, maybe. Where you guys are like a sensible haircut. Yeah, <laughs> not the ridiculous stuff. That's just me. But yeah, um, Mamadou Sakho's got good hair. Yeah, I like Pogba's haircuts. I know everyone talks shit about him, but I like Pogba's haircuts. I like the little designs he gets on the side. Yeah, it's more that he does like unveiling videos for his haircuts. <laughs> so, yeah, but does, is, is he the guy who's got some weird relationship with his like hairdresser on Instagram or something? No, 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 no. no. That was uh, Lacazette. Was that? Oh, right. Oh, yeah, Lacazette. we talked about okay, his yeah, yeah. fades are 
perfect. As someone who likes a high fade and has like the same type of hair, because my hair, like if I grow it out, is like a Brillo pad. So I have to keep it short. I get a fade. I get the, you know, the lineup. It's a very American style haircut, like Azet has. He looks like an NBA player, but it is a perfect fade. I'm so jealous of it. Like, I don't know how much he pays for it, but it's worth every penny. It is Lots. such a subtle thing to be able to do that well, but it's such a perfect fade. You know what? I'm going to change my answer. Not David Luiz. Lacazette's fade is like, there we go. Mm, so good. Wow. Spent more time on that than I thought we would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go. Queen Banger also asks, uh, why is it better to go to games than watch them on TV? Now, you recently had your first Chelsea experience, Oscar, so, and you practically described it as a religious experience so you presumably are a big fan of watching games live yeah i mean there was just like something profoundly moving about being in a stadium full of thousands of other fans that are cheering for the same thing that you are and then celebrating that moment you know that transcends almost the human experience at that point (laughs) um but even to like a much much smaller scale because uh, over here, obviously, you don't get the opportunity to go to the matches a lot. But there is a pretty strong soccer pub culture. Um, yeah. And the comparison between, like, watching in your apartment on, and even, like, when you have, like, a really nice TV and you can, like, lounge out in your pajamas because it's, like, 7 in the morning and whatever versus, like, getting up, getting dressed, going getting to the drunk. Pub, and, yeah, <laughs> and, like, being with the other fans who are singing the songs and like talking shit to the other team fans that are also in the bar and it's packed and it's sweaty and it smells and you have like someone to hug and someone's throwing beer on you. Like you, I mean, you guys saw the fan zones with the World Cup and stuff. It's a similar kind of thing, yeah. except it's every week here with the soccer pub culture. Like yeah. it's much more meaningful, I think, to be able to celebrate with other people. A communal experience. And to like be yeah. able to just like go over the top with your celebration. Because if I'm at home by myself in my apartment, and I jump off my couch and I'm running around going, because like they score a 90th minute goal. You inevitably like have that self-awareness to be like, this is ridiculous and weird. And I should just sit down and calm down. No, that just shows that you support a good team. (laughs) It just shows you support a good team that it it doesn't mean that much. I have screamed. I've been told to be quiet. I have probably terrified my neighbors shouting at games at home. No, I'm not saying I don't do it. I'm saying you feel a little weird. Yeah. And if Crystal Palace ever score again, you'll wake your baby, so... (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) God, if. If only. Got (laughs) him. See, I have the slightly opposite experience in that... So I support a lower league team. So the vast majority of my experiences are going to see them live. If they're on telly... Chances are I'm staying here and having a beer and watching them on telly rather than rather than going to see them live because mm. it's just a t- it just doesn't happen that often. So you're like, oh well, I'll stay home, watch some analysis, and uh, have a beer. Yeah, I suppose it's it's just seeing the team in a different way. Like uh, I like going to the games because it's the whole part of it. You know, you you of grow course. up going for me. Like I grew up going with my dad, and it's still you know the journey from the station and hearing yeah. the people. A lot of them who have dog shit opinions. Um, I don't really know anything about football. I mean, of course, I'd never do that on a big game, but, you know, I'm just talking no, about your but, sort of bog standard No, but it's also, game. yeah, it's also being there and seeing actually how the game's panning out because obviously camera angles and what they choose to show replays on and what's going on, you can't, you can only see what's put in front of you, that's it. Whereas when you're at a game, like, I know some people that will sit there and just be like, you know what, I'm just going to watch 
this player today. I'm not actually going to yeah. watch all the ball the whole time. I'm going to see how they command the midfield. I mean, I know, Oscar, you said about at the Chelsea game that you were just watching uh, Kovacic for a while, just seeing what he was doing. Everyone that always goes to Barcelona and sees Barcelona as a, as a tourist fan says they don't take their eyes off Lionel Messi when he's playing because you just see how much that person does off the ball what they can do in the blink of an eye at any moment absolutely and so you never get that on tv and you also when you're at the game you don't have to listen to like phil neville or michael and and i've seen messi a few times here in the states both with barcelona and with the argentina team and it really is like you just lock your eyes on him and just watch him the whole time and it's such a different experience although i do have to disagree with you actually i think that i can process at least the information better when I'm seeing it with that sort of bird's eye view that you get on TV, as opposed to like, unless you have very specific seats where you're basically on the halfway line on like the second or third level and you can see everything at once, it's you get lost in the specific details of specific places and you don't have a good view of what's going on over there and you can't keep track of everything going on at once when you're live. Because I, I had season tickets to the MLS and I, like, I didn't love it, but like I've seen a lot of games live. And I much prefer in terms of like being able to do analysis and being able to be like, oh, these are the tactics they're playing today. They're in this formation. This one player is doing this one interesting thing that they keep short, sort of shuffling back and forth between a 4-3-3 and a 4-2-3-1 or whatever it is. Like, I feel like I can't really pick up on that stuff when I'm there as much as I can when I'm at home because the camera has the best angle on the game. That's why they put the camera where it is. And so I feel like I take away a lot more in terms of analysis when I'm watching at home. As opposed to when I'm in the arena, like you have the energy and it's more like fun, but mm. I feel like I don't get as much out of it. Gina comes in with, what's the most useless stroke ridiculous thing you have spent way too much money on? And would you buy it again? Um, I think the thing disproportionate that makes most people balk at the idea is when I spent 125 quid on a shot of tequila. Jeez. Ooh. Yeah. How good was it? Fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Worth every penny, and yes, I would do it again. Wow. Yeah. It was Fine. actually um so it was in the bar where where we all when we met up uh and we went for some Mexican food and tequila. Um they have a special Jose Cuervo there, which is aged a certain amount. Um it's extra añejo and basically tequila for any kind of people who like alcohol it ages five times faster than any other spirit so a five-year-old tequila is like a 25-year-old brandy so it's incredibly rich incredibly well-rounded and this was one of those and it was amazing and you got your name on the wall and i was like 19 um (laughs) and it was great that's awesome yeah definitely do it again uh one time i spent over a hundred dollars on a soccer jersey only to have the wrong arm patches on it. <laughs> I think you guys have heard about that one. Um, uh, yeah, no, more, I think that might have come up once or twice. Yeah, a couple <laughs> of times. Uh, today I was pricing out those electric scooters. <laughs> I haven't told my wife that yet. She can find out when we uh, when we release the episode. Uh, do you guys have those in London where you can like rent them? It's basically like Uber or no, like the not, Santander bikes. Not yet, but um, but it's an electric scooter, so it like yeah buzzes you around the city and just i've been doing it a lot here and i was like you know what i just want one i'm gonna see how much it costs and i went on amazon and i was like this is mildly affordable we'll see what happens with christmas and see how it goes so that might that might be the answer in a couple of months as of now it's not quite yet 
Um, but I think it's going to happen. It's, it's got to be something else. It's got to be something else you spent a disproportionate amount of money on that you just shouldn't have. Uh, well, I sold a PS4 that was used and old to a friend, and then I replaced it with an Xbox One X, and then about six months later, they released Spider-Man PS4, and I was like, damn it! <laughs> I want a PS4, so I went out and bought a PS4 just for that one game. So there that was go. pretty uh, pretty needless. Based on the news we've had, though, I think that's uh, a fitting way to end that question. And Gina asks another one, Oscar, have you put your Christmas tree up yet? No, sadly, no. We've been traveling a lot. So we just haven't had like a weekend, a quiet weekend here. So it's just because you haven't had time to do it? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. We would have done it like first week of November if we had time, but it's just like first week of November. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big time. Gotta gotta have like at least two months of the year that are dedicated to the, the lights and the sounds and the smells of Christmas. So on the flip side of the coin, how long are you willing to leave a Christmas tree up after Christmas? Oh, no, I take it down January 7th-ish. That is a long time. I mean, I like Christmas, but it won't go up until December and it will come down probably January the 2nd or 3rd. That is a yeah. long time to it up. It's not enough Christmas. See, I love Christmas, but I hate decorating, so I'm just not putting anything up. <laughs> That's so sad. Although this this might be the first year because we've actually got like a house and stuff, so... Yeah. Not that we've got space, because, you know, child and that. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, we've had one from Twitter, at AdamSA101. Oscar, why don't you tell us about all the red cards that Chelsea somehow didn't receive? Why don't you go fuck yourself, mate? Huh? How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Who is this? Well, AdamSA101. AdamSA, I don't know. Never heard of him. Arsenal fan sounds like, if I had to guess. <laughs> Are you going to answer his point rather than shit talk him? Uh, Jorginho probably should have had a red card, sure. Fair Alonso enough. Alonso probably know. should as well, shouldn't he? Nah. That Jorginho <laughs> one was bad. <laughs> no, the Jorginho one should have been a red card. The other one wasn't. I mean, yeah, he only went through his ankle with his studs. That's fine, isn't it? <laughs> Oscar, facial expressions don't work on a podcast. <laughs> he had a lovely time. A lovely time. So you're just dismissing that point out of hand? Uh, no, the Jorginho one should have been red. The other one, yeah. I don't think it okay. was. So Okay. Did you see um, Fabregas uh, picking up the referee's spray and moving it a yard yeah. forward so he could <laughs> get an that. extra yard on the free kick? Yeah, shit lot of good it did. He's not <laughs> even the one brilliant. that takes the free kicks. Like, that was their favourite part. <laughs> yeah. He's like fourth in line down the free kick list. Maybe fifth if you want to count Louise. Like, yeah. <laughs> I just loved it. That's just such petty cheating. Yep. Just like... Oh, yeah. Any pettiness for the sake of pettiness is just delightful. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still waiting. Why is no one yet, like when the referee's done all the spray, just kind of picked, scooped it up off the floor and just made a beard for themselves? <laughs> well, <laughs> well Chris, then Christmas the referee. Turns... I mean, maybe exactly. someone will make themselves a little Santa beard, you know. Who was it that got sprayed in the face when it was like brand new? Do you remember that? Like the first season it was in, the ref didn't know how to use the spray. Yeah. And he accidentally sprayed some uh, Arsenal player, like right in the eye. Yeah. And it was like, uh, oh, not in the eye. <laughs> Just like that. Yeah, oh, definitely. Dear. Someone needs to take a free kick, score from said free kick, scoop up the foam, put it on their face as a beard. That'd be a then great put the, celebration. Put the ball under their, under their yeah. shirt and yeah. run around like Father Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Perfect Christmas celebration. Absolutely. Make it happen. Where's Peter Crouch when you need him? It was Santi Cazorla, by the way. I just Googled it. I remember <laughs> that video making the rounds on as a gift for forever. It just goes, ah, oh, my eye. <laughs> that might be why he never played again. 
referee did it. <laughs> that was that was like leprosy, wasn't it, or like something like that? <laughs> he basically like break his leg, get a massive infection, and nearly lose his legs. That's not how leprosy works, but okay. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Let's, we'll disregard the leprosy bit of that, but yeah. You know what I Pretty mean? Much. Limbs yeah. falling off, this leprosy, uh, yeah. amputation. Yeah. Okay. So, um, if you want to tweet us a question and get shit talked by Oscar, um, then you can get us on Twitter at Miles Offside. Hang on, what are we on Twitter? At Miles, at Miles Offside, Offside Pod. pod. <laughs> Jesus hell. Christ. At Miles Offside Pod on Twitter. We're Miles Offside on Facebook. And if you want to email us, it's Miles Offside at pod at gmail.com. Fuck oh me. my God. I think episode 23, fact 23, is taking us 23 episodes and we still can't remember the bloody handles. Broken me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, c- come at me, bro, on Twitter. Chat shit, get banged, just like Adam. <laughs> yeah, whether your question is valid or, or anything. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Adam, we love you. Please don't leave us. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. It's just the alcohol the regret, talking. The regret is <laughs> sinking in. Immediately. Um, and if you could subscribe to us so as you don't need to be reminded by our constant tweets, then our pods will drop into your podcast feed naturally and uh, we'll all be beautiful. And review. If you can review us on iTunes or wherever you get your pods, Preferably five stars. That's what we are at the minute. We'd like to retain Definitely that high stars. score. Then that would be lovely. Um, <laughs> fixtures next week. Oh, wait, there are none. Uh, boo. Um, are England playing? Uh, who cares? Yeah, anyway. we've got the, the Wayne Rooney testimonial. Oh, fuck. Oh, is yeah. that this? Oh, I'm, I might actually watch that one. Why? For the lols, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we might talk about that a bit in rapid fire news if anything happens next week. Yeah, we'll probably talk about superheroes and shit because why not? Uh, Oscar's frantically nodding and smiling, and um, you don't even want to know what I'm doing with my hands underneath the camera. <laughs> <laughs> masturbating. The implication there is masturbating. Oh, good, good. Yeah, <laughs> with both hands. I wondered who that was behind you. Um, well then thank you very much that is the cavalcade of football for this week join us again next week where we won't talk that much about football lots about comic books maybe something else about masturbation the occasional food chat and whatever else you come to us with on twitter and emails say goodbye ian bye bye and oscar stop touching him put it down (laughs) that's it now say goodbye Rest in peace, Stanley, and goodbye. Rest in peace. Good night. And welcome to another episode of the Miles Offside Podcast, where we no, talk a little bit of football no, and a whole lot do of... do it properly. <laughs> uh, do it properly or not at all, Oscar. All right.